Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Blurb, where the back of a book meets a discerning look. Each week, best-selling author Sally Shields and publishing guru Dr. Kent listen to pitches from five authors vying for Book of the Week honors. Now live, on the air, with vigor and style, are Dr. Kent and Sally, the bibliophiles. Hey there, and welcome to Blurb. This is our first show of Blurb on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Kent, and it's my pleasure to introduce my lovely co-host, the best-selling author, Sally Shields. Hey, Dr. Kent, this is really great, and I would also like to uh, tell everybody out there, I call him the young wonder kind. Dr. Kent is just the most amazing uh, uh, publishing guru out there, and it's really fun to be co-hosting this new show. Well, thank you, Sally. And and uh, it's uh, Wednesday night, March 18th, and uh, it's almost spring, something we've been uh, thinking about for a long time here in New York. It was a beautiful day today. Absolutely. I couldn't believe how beautiful it was outside. My daughter wore flip-flops to her, her swimming class. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was that warm. <laughs> and oh. and uh, so the show itself uh, is all about blurbs, and, and uh, uh, it's a three-minute blurb that we're featuring on the show. And uh, uh, tell us a little bit about it, Sally. Well, basically the concept is that each author is going to get three minutes to sort of give an overview, kind of what would what would appear on the back of a book. Uh, it's it's their three minutes to shine, to kind of get everybody interested in their book, to kind of let the world know what their book is about, and to really convince us, you know, that your book is really really exciting. And uh, in future shows, we're going to actually uh, divide into genres. But tonight, we're just kind of letting anybody from any genre come on and and talk about their book. And it's just going to be a super super uh, quick kind of little. Um, I don't know, maybe you can call it the, the Twitter of, um, of, of blurbing. <laughs> we, have to, we have to figure out a, a way to coin the phrase or something like that, but it's just going to be like a little quick introduction to your book. You're going to be in and out of there, and then we're going to kind of go on to the next one, and we're just going to see how it goes. So I think um, we should just start right out. We can talk a bunch more later, but let's start out talking to the first person on our call-in line here. Uh, who do we have on the line? Let's see here. I think we have... I believe that's Deborah. All right, let's try and talk to her. Hold on a minute here. <laughs> hey, is this Deborah? Yeah. Hi. How are you doing today? This is Dr. Kent, and that's Sally over there. Hi, Dr. Hi. Kent. Hi, Sally. Hey, Deborah. Glad to have you with us. This is exciting. This is really exciting. I think it's going to be a great show. So tell us, uh, do you have a blurb for us? I do. I have my three-minute pitch. Let's Am I supposed to just start? Like, let's hear it. Launch? Okay. The question is, what would you get if you crossed Tori Hayden and Oliver Sacks with Aaron Brockovich and a head-slamming brain injury, and then threw in a little Lucille Ball? The answer is a matter of a panache. The memoir that reads like a novel, grips like a thriller, and has the explosiveness of a primetime special. A matter of panache is my memoir of more than 20 years as a psychologist working in public schools located in the most remote corners of Alaska in the Navajo and Mormon-dominated schools of southeastern Utah, and on an army post in Colorado during the height of the Iraq crisis. It's the story of my passionate advocacy for the right things to happen for children with disabilities and the dramatic events that unfold after a work-related head injury leaves me with skills intact 
but personality altered. Like a tapestry of words woven with threads of dialogue and recreated scenes, A Matter of Panache is a riveting story that is at once haunting and heartening, appalling and appealing. The darker colors of the weaving reveal the failings of an often myopic and destructive educational system that sometimes deeply wounds the children it's designed to protect. And readers gain rare insight into the sometimes shocking and oftentimes shameful practices of the people in charge. But Panache is not a story told using only the dark threads of the events during this period of my life. Reading Panache is like looking at a vibrant, quirky tapestry punctuated by the colorful threads that weave together a story of the funny, bizarre, and heartwarming adventures and relationships that peppered my life as a school psychologist for more than two decades. In the end, the threads weaving this tapestry are provocative and mesmerizing. Every reader who has had to find inner strength during a time of grief and stress will find comfort in this story of survival and true grit. Every parent of a child with a disability, every educator in public schools, and every person who has loved someone diagnosed with Alzheimer's, stroke, or any mild or severe head injury will gain insight and understanding into the frustrating ways a damaged brain struggles to operate in a world of sudden confusion. A Matter of Panache is a story that begs to be told, and it needs to be heard. Inspiring, leader, <laughs> inspiring readers to laugh, cry, groan, rage, and love. When the last page is turned, A Matter of Panache is not a story soon forgotten. Wow. Yeah. Right. <laughs> tell us, tell oh. us about the book. The book is called A Matter of Panache. A Matter of Panache. And who's the it's publisher? Actually, and- the, um, it's a matter of panache, um, a career in public education, um, a traumatic brain injury, a memoir of surviving both. That's the full title. Outskirts Press. Okay. And, uh, uh, and then uh, let's, why don't we uh, ask you uh, where people can find that, and then, uh, and then we'll talk about it. Um, well, it is still um, on Amazon in the bestseller category, which I'm really thrilled with. In its category, it's uh, been on bestseller since it was released in November. Um, pretty soon, they'll be able to come to my website to get it, but I, I don't have that set up quite yet. Sally? I thought that was an absolutely fantastic <laughs> blurb. I, I mean, I could not... Oh, it's on your first one! <laughs> wow, that was... I mean, just made me want to go out and buy the book. Yeah, and I, I really enjoyed that every word you said was crisp, uh, and that's uh, it's a wonderful one to listen to first here. Um, every word was crisp. Uh, you had some really descriptive words. One thing I would have liked a little more of is yes. uh, some some uh, uh, good old uh, 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 trying to sell the book, you know. Uh, um, yeah. But I, I did appreciate that, that you said the title so many times. I'm sorry, I'm not a very good saleswoman. I'm passionate about this book. If you just talk to me about it, I am passionate about the story behind this book. And that was definitely in there. But I'm not. I, it's my first pitch ever. I've not done a pitch ever before. So I say, I say a huge bravo for this one. What do you say, Sally? Oh, my gosh. I, I loved it. I absolutely loved that pitch. It was almost like... It was it was so well written. It almost felt like it could have been um, a, 
somehow a poem or something like that. Oh, thank you. Well, I kind of figured that since um, I was I I had the opportunity to read it instead of just like do a pitch in an elevator or something, that I should at least show you that I'm capable of writing well. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being our first blurb here on the air, and um, we're going to cut you off here, and okay. we'll, we'll get back to you uh, about how your blurb did with the others, and I want to hear the second one. What about you, Sally? Do I? Can I listen to the others? Oh, you sure can. You can uh, tune in at blogtalkradio.com slash blurb. Okay, I'm there. And you should be able to listen live right in there. Okay, thank you very much. Deborah, All right. Go, just tell everybody your, yes. your full name and the, the name of your book one more time. Sorry, I didn't realize I was live on air now. It's uh, Deborah Sanders, and my website is www.debrasanders.com, D-E-B-R-A-S-A-N-D-E-R-S.com. And the book is A Matter of Panache, and you can get it on Amazon. All right. Great. So let's talk to our next person thank here. Thank you. And uh, who do we have next? Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I don't know who we have next. We have let's just let's surprise who's... ourselves. All right. <laughs> who's this? <laughs> who do we have on the line with us? Oh, hello. I think it's me. It, I, I think it is. <laughs> who are you? My name is Shirley Heider. And uh, do you have a blurb for us? Uh, yes, absolutely. I'm gonna have to apo- I have to apologize. I'm a little bit nervous. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. Um, We're, we we love nervous people. <laughs> um, the the last woman was great. Yeah, that was quite impressive. Absolutely. Quite impressive. Okay. Um. Let's, and, and and actually, um, we'd love to hear your full name and uh, title of your book before you even start, if that's cool. Sure. Um, again, um, Shirley Heider. Um, it is a self-published fantasy novel called Creator Born. Okay. And the heroine of the story, um, Belina Perrin, is chosen by the creator to save her world, Rudisham, from destruction. Such destruction hasn't been seen since the Devastation War over a thousand years ago. Her world still lives in the shadow of that war. She alone can prevent the Destroyer from beginning another reign of terror that would bring her people to complete desolation. She must study and use a power that has been restricted since the war. Torn between following the Creator's will and young love, she struggles against an inner turmoil. A turmoil more wrenching than the Destroyer himself could have sought for her. Um, And basically, you guys had wanted to know, basically, uh, what I'm gathering is why the book would would sell, you know, why it's basically, why I feel it's a good story, when that should be written, um, read. Um, I do feel that what I've done is maybe a, a cliche, but new, maybe a little, you know, innovative, um, fresh. Um, you absolutely get enveloped into an entirely different world, enveloped. Um, but with that, the characters still seem real. You're in this magical world, but everything still seems plausible, real. I think that's important. Um, to me, one thing all great stories have, if I can be so bold, um, is that the reader feels that what the people are experiencing is natural. 
that they can understand the emotions behind what the characters do and say. That they can see something in any one of the characters in themselves. Um, and I do believe I've accomplished that. Um, George Lucas has said that he had wanted to write a you know screenplay, a story that he himself would want to read, you know, see. Um, and that made sense to me. Um, although I adore the traditional, you know, Lord of the Rings fantasy, I didn't set out to copy it um, or to try to mimic, thinking maybe it's, you know, what people are reading now. I just think it shows when an author stays true to themselves and not just what they think is selling. Um, Charlie, that that's great. That, that was just about three minutes, and uh, really really appreciate that. Um, sounds like a very very interesting interesting novel that you've created. Um, now, the one thing that I'd like to say is uh, you, you talked about the book a little bit, uh, maybe for the first few sentences, and I, I I'm not quite sure exactly what the, I'm still not clear about what the novel is about. Um, so- so what we so what we what we suggest is um uh you know uh come on uh you know another time and what you do is uh listen to some of the blurbs and craft one uh the most important stuff is you know you really want to hit um uh um you know how can you engage your audience and uh, sort of you have a little story to tell in your 3 minutes but we really appreciate you being on um and the book's called Creator Born and uh congratulations for being our second blurb of the day Shirley, can can you just tell everybody your full name again and and your uh, the name of your book and and your website? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Shirley Hyder. Um, the novel again is Creator Born, um, and I do truly believe that if the book has a chance to get an audience, um, it will be well received. Um, the response has been positive so far, and it actually has one runner up for the 2007 Book of the Year award from um, Spine Tanglers. Wow, Congratu- congratulations. And I, I would suggest, especially when it's won an award like that, in a blurb or in a pitch, you can actually say that. Um, so, um, uh, But congratulations, and we hope to hear about it from you. Absolutely. So thank you so much. Okay, thank you. so let's listen to our next blurb. And who do we have on the air with us? Okay. Yep. Hey there, who's this? Can you hear us? You're live on the air on Blurb. I think uh Whoever has 80 the 804 number. We're looking at 804658 number. I think we'll we'll put them on hold and uh let's try another one. Uh who do we have on the air with us? You're on you're live on Blurb. Okay, that didn't work. Here we go. Hello, this is uh Dr. Kent and you're live on Blurb. Who's this? Dr. Kent? Yeah. Yeah, can you hear me? Uh, we can. Yes, uh, my name is Virgil Jose. I'm calling you from Apple Valley, California. And it's a it's a kick to talk to somebody in New York City where I worked for several years. Oh, what did you do in New York? Oh, I was in sales and uh, I was in marketing communications where I did a lot of writing. And uh, marketing I wor- person, I'm, 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 I'm going to be expecting a lot from you. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> well, you should. <laughs> and, and give I, us give us your full name and the title of your book. Yeah, my name is Virgil, V-I-R-G-I-L, last name Jose, spelled J-O-S-E. 
And I, uh, I happen to be a licensed private investigator in real life, but I don't have an active practice. The title of my book is called The Examined Life. It's a murder mystery, and it's, it was inspired by some real events. And uh, I would be happy to uh, read a synopsis for you. Let's, uh, let's, let's call it a blurb, and then we'll love it. A blurb or a synopsis, uh, back of the book synopsis. Uh, Gil Rodriguez is a Vietnam vet. He's a widower and a world-weary private eye. Uh, he's also in a tight spot. His close friend David Chang had been murdered, apparently in a botched carjacking attempt on a quiet street in a peaceful Los Angeles suburb just doors from a Buddhist temple. But David's daughter, Sabrina, was sure she knew better. The circumstances were wrong, the neighborhood was wrong, and no one could explain her dad's odd behavior in the preceding days to say nothing of the mysterious phone calls he had made. Sure that the police were taking the easy way out, Sabrina brings her suspicions to Gill. He reluctantly agrees to take the case even though his specialty is insurance fraud and not homicide. As Gill hacks through a confusing thicket of evidence in the racial and ethnic mix of the San Gabriel Valley of Southern California, we meet a lively cast of characters. There's Quan, the suave diplomat, Lieutenant Hara, the homicide professional in charge, Jeff Ming, David's worldly boss, and Diana, Gill's beautiful girlfriend and David's sister. It is only when Gill and Diana find themselves under suspicion for David's murder that Gill goes all out to find the killer. He exacts a diabolical revenge, something he does with both relish and style. Drawing on his own experiences as a real-life private eye and former Army intelligence analyst, author Virgil Joshe shows us the underside of international commerce, the legal and not-so-legal. We learn how a private eye exposes insurance fraud and uses sources as elementary as the public library or county recorder to help solve a murder. And we also learn how high-tech American products can end up in the hands of potential enemies, something our government would like to prevent whenever possible. Crime Street Magazine called the examined life a small gem that deserves to be dug out of the thousands of books published every year. South Coast Media Services called it a sophisticated murder mystery with a subplot of industrial espionage and a must-read for the lovers of the privatized genre. It was inspired by real events and can be purchased on Amazon, in bookstores, or through rockpublishing.com. Nice. I, I was swept away in, in, in right from the first couple of sentences. Now, is this autobiographical? No, well, autobiographical. It's autobiographical to the extent that any piece of fiction is autobiographical. Uh, I was a, uh, I'm a widower. I mean, I've since remarried, but I was a widower, a recent widower when I wrote the book. Uh, I am a licensed private investigator, but I haven't had a uh, practice for years. I was an intelligence analyst in the service, and the book I've carried around in my head actually for several years. Uh, it was inspired by some real events, uh, although it is a work of fiction. I don't want to mislead your readers. Uh, of some, uh, and without giving away too much of the story, uh, some cases of industrial espionage that uh, uh, got a lot of press, and so I. I, I did what the what many authors do. I took some real people who were actually very nice people and turned them into villains <laughs> in order to create a uh, uh, a murder mystery wrapped around some uh, uh, some actual events. Well, you know what's interesting to me, Virgil, just just listening to this, <laughs> what what we're talking about now. After uh -huh. I read your first part. I would have preferred 
what you had what you just started talking about more as the blurb as instead of the what you were kind of going into the whole story uh-huh. what was behind it and how it all kind of well these these things all tie together without giving away too much of the story the murder all ties together with uh, some of the other subplots in there and I gotta and, say, I gotta say, towards the end of the blurb was when I was getting excited. So I think mm-hmm. some of that really could come to the front, where it's, uh, you oh, know, yeah. say this is my award, and 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 because uh, I I started saying I need to pick this thing up. Um, once you yeah. started getting into the gory details, that's where yeah, I love well, it. Well, interesting. Uh, some readers, and uh, and only one of them is a friend of mine. The rest of them are total strangers on on Amazon. They put some beautiful uh, uh, reviews on Amazon. I say one of them I have to I have to confess is a friend. Uh, but the others, I have no idea who these people are, and they put some beautiful uh, uh, reviews on Amazon uh, where they picked up this book, uh, and uh, you know it was really very flattering. Well, so we're hoping for some good things. Uh, the publisher is Rock Publishing. It uh, took me three years to find a publisher. Uh, I was either going to find a real publisher. Uh, I wasn't going to do self-publishing. I was either going to find a real publisher or burn the things. <laughs> and... Uh, I found a small publisher in uh, uh, well, he was in Mar- he was in Maryland at the time. He has since relocated to uh, uh, South Carolina. It was Rock Publishing. They've been around about 35 years, and well, uh, he's got about 1,500 titles out there. They're not Random House, but uh, he has a he uh, he does well with a variety of uh, genres. It was a, a bang up blurb from you, and I hope we hear from you again. Um, well, I hope and- so too. And I, I loved it. And uh, give us the title of the book again. And, uh, oh, and The and Examined name. Life, and uh, it is a murder mystery by Virgil Jose. All right. Find it on Amazon. All right. And thank you for the blurb, and uh, and we'll be in touch. Hey, thanks, folks. Yeah, that was Pleasure. great, Virgil. Thanks for being on our main voyage here. All right. We've got another person on the line here. Let's talk to our 815 number. Who do we have on the line here? Hi. My name is Gracie Hill. Hello there. Welcome to Blurb. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Sally, you want to tell her what's going on? Sure. Um, now, are, are you pre- prepared with a three-minute blurb about your book? Yes, Sally, I am. Oh, fantastic. Just go for it. Okay. Thank you so much. Again, my name is Gracie Hill, and the title of my book is Where the Brothers At. It's a heartfelt romance with a storyline that pretty much walks the reader down memory lane as they're thinking about their own love affairs while they laugh and cry right along with the main character, whose name is Darcel James. The characters are lively. They stand up on the page and let you feel exactly who they are. Where the Brothers At is it has its own voice, and it speaks loudly to the familiar and emotional wielding issues that people struggle with on a daily basis, like love, relationships, mistakes that we wish we could undo, and even oftentimes the difficult task of learning how to forgive ourselves. Darcelle James is a beautiful black woman who is a successful corporate attorney. She's definitely got it going on, but there's an emptiness in her life that she just can't seem to feel. Now, she knows that some of the void in her life is due to the fact that she doesn't have that special man that's just for her. And since Brent, the fine white chief financial officer in her law firm, is very interested in her, she wonders if she should cross the line and date him, or does the man in her life have to be a brother? Now, Brent isn't a brother. But he is sweet, good-looking, romantic, and he definitely gives Darcelle something to think about. She also meets a handsome chocolate brother who wants her attention as well. But she's not sure whether she can trust him or not because she thinks he might be a player just trying to run game. She grew up in the church, but like a lot of us, sometimes she strayed away. But Darcelle is at a point in her life where she wants to find her way back to God. But there's a secret sin that she's kept hidden from everyone and even buried deep inside of herself. 
But as the storyline unravels, that secret sin is uncovered, and Darcelle has to deal with it. So the reader gets to ride the waves of emotion with Darcelle and feel all the bumps in the road as she reaches the intriguing discovery of what the real treasures are in Darcelle's life. And along the way, she faces her past and accepts her responsibility to make a dreadful wrong right. So Where the Brothers At is a romance story that really deals with a young woman who struggles with some interracial issues, struggles with whether she wants to be back in right standing with God, and wants to find that special man in her life, but knows that there's something in her past that's still tugging at her heart line. The book can be found on Amazon.com, also in Barnes & Nobles, uh, Borders, and Target, and also on my website at www.gracehill.com. Wow. It's a great book. I loved that. You know, Thank it, you. I was basically imagining myself at your reading, you know, at a Barnes, either a Barnes & Noble or at basically you giving some kind of keynote address and reading from your book at the podium. I mean, you had such great delivery and passion, and you really, really gave a flavor about how, you know, what your book was about and, and a flavor about the characters. What do you think, Dr. Kent? I thought it was great. Uh, it had some real passion to it, uh, and it's a book about passion. I think that helps, um, and I, I really uh, appreciated that uh, you gave us all the information we needed to know, um, and especially, you know, at the beginning, it's your name, it's the title of the book, at the end, it's where to buy it. I mean, it was concise, told us what we wanted to know. I think um, uh, it might it might have had a little more spice to it. I think you could have you could have put a little more spice in there. Okay, well, I certainly thank you for that feedback. I hope that people will go to my website and take a look at my website. There are also blurbs on the website and also uh, excerpts from Where the Brothers At and my other four books that are coming out as well. Give us give us that website again. www.gracyhill.com. Gracie, that is awesome. Thank you so much for being a part of our first show. That was just really exciting, and I, I, I can't wait to take a look at your book myself. And we can't, hear to, we can't wait to hear about your next book uh, with the blurb. Thank you. The title of the next book is Sorrows of the Heart. Thank you both so much for giving me the opportunity to talk about my book tonight. I appreciate it greatly, and I enjoyed the show. All right. Be in touch. Bye-bye. So who, who, who do we have here next, Sally? Okay. Well, you know, we're expecting a Cal. We're expecting a Johnny. Um, so let's just see who's up, possibly a Rhonda. Let's see who's up. You want to try caller number five this time? Let's try caller number five. Who do we have here? What do you need? All right, we got somebody live on the air here. Who who do we have? I think we're uh, <laughs> we're, we're missing somebody again. Is, is, you're live on the air uh, on Blurb. Who do we have here? Uh, I guess we'll we'll try him a little bit later. All right, number four here. Who do we have? Uh, hello, you're live on uh, Blurb. I'm trying for the tenth time. This is Cal. Oh, oh nice to, nice to see you. Oh my God! I got through. I got through. You got through, and you're you're live on Blur. Oh, I thought I was talking to a void, a black hole. Oh my God. Okay, okay, that is so funny. Um, my favorite book. I I I've been an author for a long time, but my favorite book is The Healing Powers of Olive Oil: A Complete Guide to Nature's Liquid Gold. Um, it, this is a very timely book today because, as you know, everybody is talking about what? No, not AIG, the global economic mess. And this book is, is a savior for the mess. It could actually, I believe, it can save the world. I really, really do. 
um, I'm an author and I'm an intuitive, and I predicted, like other people, I predicted the recession. I knew it was going to happen. I didn't know it would get this severe, but we are in a severe recession. But the good thing is that it's teaching us to go back to nature, as I do in this book, The Healing Powers of Olive Oil. Um, do you remember the movie Castaway where Tom Hanks is on the island? I wish he had this book. If he had this book, it would make his life so much easier from his bad tooth to making his fish that he'd catch taste better and whatever else he ate, it would taste better. It would keep him healthy with all the home cures that it has. Also, there's another movie in um, The Day After Tomorrow about the end of the world after the you know global warming and it turns into global uh, cooling. This is the book I'd want to pass down to the new generation, the people that survive. If I believe that they had it, it would be a healthier, healthier civilization. The olive oil, it's, you know, I talk about olive oil in the book, but it's based on the Mediterranean diet and lifestyle. And I'm an advocate of that. I believe in it. I practice and preach it in all of my books in my life. I'm 56 years old, no diseases. I'm 5'5", 122 pounds, low blood pressure. I'm telling you, it's the Mediterranean diet, lifestyle, and olive oil plays a major role in it. And basically, it can help you prevent heart disease, being fat, overweight, diabetes too, all which is happening now even more when people are losing their jobs or losing their health insurance. It has home cures, which is great right now. If you can't afford you know, to go to the doctor, there's a lot of things you can take care of yourself by following the tips in this book. There's natural beauty tips, green house cleaning hints, and ways to help your, your pets, cats and dogs. And also, last but not least, wonderful recipes from, from chefs, spa chefs all around the nation who use natural foods, olive oil, and vinegar. And home cooking is coming back because during tough times, we can't afford to go out to dinner as much as we used to. So the bottom line is if you want to stay afloat during turbulent times and they're not over by any means, and even if, even if the recession was over tomorrow, this would give you a great new start on how to just you know, embrace Mother Nature, use olive oil in all these natural ways, and take care of yourself and the people that you love, your pets, your spouse, your friends, and you'll be a lot happier and healthier. This is a baby boomer talking from the heart. This is, oh, Cal, this is amazing. I'm I'm going to save the world. I'm going to save the world. (laughs) What I want to know is... What? Is there a, obviously there's a difference in the quality of olive oils. Um, can you just yeah, you want extra virgin. You want extra virgin, just like dark chocolate. Um, my next book, which is which has olive oil too, which will be released in January, but it's the dark chocolate. And just like with olive oil, you you don't have to get the most expensive, but you do want to get the best you can afford. But make sure that it's ex, it's extra virgin olive oil. And a, can you actually get a good quality olive oil from Stop and Shop, for example? Um, I don't know what Stop and Shop is, but you you can go to just a health food store or even your grocery store. And um, a good brand is Patricia Bragg. She's very famous. She endorsed my vinegar book, which is very the, the same premise of the Mediterranean diet. And one from the Bragg's Liquid Aminos. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. But she has extra virgin olive oil. 
but um, also Shabika. They're California. They're great. They're not real, real pricey. They have their own olive oil, their own olive trees, now, and we're not. You know, I had rancid olive oil once, and it's a terrible, terrible experience. But the good thing today is you get the labels. You get the labels on the olive oil, and it tells you when the expiration date is up. And you want to pay attention to, to that. And also you want to store it correctly. You want to have it in a dark cupboard. Um, some olive oil producers will actually sell it to you in cans, which is great, or in a dark-colored bottle. But you don't want to have it out in the bright sunlight you know, do the feng shui thing. I mean, it looks nice, but, you know, health, if you want to stay healthy and not get sick. Right, and the um, other question about it is that, um, uh, well, I've heard also that if you heat olive oil too, at, at, you know, at a too high heater for too long, the properties can change and actually become harmful. Is that, is that I don't know if it can become harmful, but it won't taste as good. And it's funny you say that. I was craving um, home fries, french fries, the other day with olive oil. I was just ready to do it, and then I remembered about that, the the smoke point, if it gets too high. And then I looked it up on the Internet, and sure enough, it said that it will taste terrible if you do that. However, if you, you drizzle olive oil on potatoes and you bake them, I am told by olive oil people that I've interviewed for the book that it's it can work. But you really don't want to fry foods anyway. That's not the healthiest way to go. I think the... the the number one uh, thing that I got to say uh, at this point is, it's pretty obvious that uh, Sally liked your blurb because she's she's swept up in what your book's about. I, I want to save the, the world. I want to save the, the world. The number one thing about a good blurb is is it gets us engaged, and uh, I think that's happened, right, Sally? Oh, absolutely. I mean, especially to a newly uh, turned vegan such as myself, I'm very interested in. I'm a vegan as well, and I'm telling you. Um, you know, being 56, I see a lot of my uh, my peers, and I know I look younger, and I'm really blessed that I'm healthy. And I believe it's because I've been tagged as a health author for more than 20 years, and I've been taught by the really top holistic doctors, and I've done what they've told me to do. You know, I've been brainwashed, and I'm so happy. You know, and and this right now during this severe recession and it's global my book this book and the vinegar book they've been translated in at least 15 languages globally <clears throat> and you can imagine some of these countries like russia they bought a lot um india indonesia these these countries we're not going to be as bad off as these countries but this recession is not over, and people are going to be forced to do what I'm doing, to go back to nature. People are losing their health insurance. Like me, I have catastrophic health insurance. I'm in Tier 1, healthy girl. But, you know, I do what I preach in these books. You eat all natural, fresh food. You don't eat processed food. And people are being forced right now to really make decisions at the grocery store. And that's another reason why this book is so good, because it's teaching people how to do it right. And that's why I gave the example of that movie, The Day After Tomorrow. There's a scene in there where they're burning all the books. You know, don't burn that one, don't burn that one. And, you know, if you could only give one book to the generations, you know, if the world was going to change, I would give one of these books because they're really reader-friendly. They go back to ancient times. I mean, this is how people lived 3,000 years ago. All well, of actually, let me, let me break you off right there because, see, now what you just said, in my opinion, that would have been the best opening possible for your blurb. 
What, that it goes back to biblical times? No, just before that, where you said, now, if, if I was going to give one book to dot, 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 that would have been a crazy great opening for a blurb. That's true. and I, Yeah, that's true. And I and I do believe it. And I wonder if I even wrote that down in the beginning. I just kind of bounced around. But, uh, yeah. Bring up the, this SB book. <laughs> but have you, have you read the... Uh, I've seen that a lot, and for my chocolate book, it's a trilogy now, The Healing Powers of Chocolate, that comes out in January. I did, um, um, I have the book about the woman, it's a spinoff, what you're talking about, French women don't get fat, and that's my philosophy too. If you keep a move on, along with the olive oil and the Mediterranean diet lifestyle, you stay lean and fit and heart healthy. Um, so it's the same deal, same premise. It's just a lot of the authors out there, the health authors. We all just spin it in our own little way. Well, give give the name of your your your, your name, the name of your book, and your sure. website once more. Sure, it's Cal C A L last name Ori O R E Y. The website is the same, just www.calorey.com. Um, I have another site that takes you to an uh, earthquake epicenter. I'm a disaster preparedness person where I predict the earthquakes and other disasters, and that's why I'm really into writing books like this that help people stay healthy, you know, during during turbulent times. Well, I just so enjoyed listening to you, Cal, and I, I have so much to talk to you about. I'm, I might have to contact you after the show. I, I love what you do. I love the fact that you're an intuitive and that you're a vegan and Wow, just thank you so much for sharing. Thank well, I hope I win. There's a lot of competition there. There's, what, five of us. You got a fifth person, and there's only going to be four, and then there, all of a sudden. Because it was our first show, we weren't quite sure how it was going to work out, so I think we, we had a couple extras lined up, so uh, we may have a couple more pitches lined up. Today. But we we would love you to come back on another show in case you don't win, because we love, <laughs> we love your pitch, and, and uh, we'd love to chat with you any time. <laughs> Okay, my intuition is saying there's going to be a power struggle between you two. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's always a power struggle between Sally and me. <laughs> well, it, thank you so much for chatting with okay. us, Cal Ori, and her book is uh, Olive Oil, uh, 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 A Complete Guide to Nature's Liquid Gold, right? Right, saying from Homer, famous. All right. Name. Sure. So let's okay. talk to our next guest. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you. And who do we have here next, Sally? I know you really liked her. And I, I, I find highly amusing that um, her name is Cal Ori, which yeah. for me I have a lot of trouble with calories. So. Oh, that is interesting. Yeah, I, don't, I, I think maybe she intended that. I don't, I'm not sure. Well, you'll have to ask her later on. I will indeed ask her. I think she was trying to lobby you to, to vote for her. What do you think? <laughs> I think she was lobbying for herself. But, you know, hey, you know, that, that can't blame her. That's what it's all about, right? That's what it's all about. I mean, she did a great job. I loved her book. Um, well, well, we'll just have to be. Uh, we'll we'll have to discuss it. So, what do you think? Which which one should we choose here? The six two three. Let's see. Uh, well, the next one that seems to be on cue is the two three nine. Do you want to try them? Let's try them. You click the button this time. All right. Let's see. Hi, two three nine area code. You're you're. Hello, you're still there. Hi, you're live on the air. 239 area code, you're live on the air. 239, that's that's us. That's you. Tell us who you are, the name of your book, and... Uh... Hi, come here. Come on. 
<laughs> what are we listening to? Yes. Who are you? I'm 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 highly interested by this. I, I we have someone on the line and I think they're they're trying to build up the uh the tension here for us. I think I think they just left us. Let's oh. let's go forward forward and uh area code 214 you're live on blurb. Oh, thank you, Sally. Uh Dr. Ken, this is Johnny Tan. Oh, Johnny from Dallas, Texas. Yes, Dallas, Texas. How are you guys doing? Hey, we're doing good, great. Good. Good. I just, uh, believe it or not, I mean, it took me a while to get on because it's not because of you guys. <laughs> I just can't get my laptop powered up. <laughs> but uh, but I'm on. I'm glad that, uh, you know, that I'm on, and I do appreciate the uh, uh, the opportunity to uh, to be on your inaugural show. I think it's very, very exciting. Do you have a blurb for us? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, I have just recently written a new book titled From My Mama's Kitchen, Food for the Soul, Recipes for Living. And this book is originally intended as a cookbook to preserve my mom's recipes. Uh, it ended up as a wonderful keepsake book about my personal relationship with my adoptive mom in Malaysia and also with eight other wonderful women here in the United States. Uh, so it's, I have like, uh, in this book, I, I, I wrote about nine different women. Uh, and uh, all these women uh, are my so-called team of counsel and have all this look out for my best interests as they embrace me unconditionally with their motherly love, and all this available for me to talk to them and get some advice and just to sound off. So, <laughs> so this book was basically uh, based on my relationship with them, and, uh, uh, and the book is also a tribute to acknowledge and honor them for their spiritual and inspirational contribution in making a positive difference in my life. And, uh, and I feel like this book is something that's wonderful that people will get a lot out of reading it. Uh, writing this book has uh, been a very humbling experience for me. Uh, like a lot of uh, people out there, we sometimes take it for granted that our parents are going to be around for a while. And however, in reality, that's not so. And the journey that I took in writing this book uh, truly helped me to really reflect back those many wonderful uh, yet ordinary moments, but it's just a wonderful time that I've spent with the various women. Uh, Three out of my nine moms uh, are deceased, and uh, so it's just a wonderful experience for me to have an opportunity to reflect back the wonderful moments I've had with them and to to sort of honor them in, in a nice, wonderful way. And this book is uh, from, from my mama's kitchen, Food for the Soul, Recipes for Living. Uh, it's divided into three different sections, uh, reflecting the title accordingly. Uh, in the From My Mama's Kitchen section, the kitchen is highlighted as a wonderful, one-of-a-kind classroom where these women learned and became aware of the many challenges and rewards of everyday living. Uh, here is where, when I did my research, and I realized that as they were talking to me about things that uh, that they shared in common, uh, some of them lives here in the United States, obviously, and my mom uh, still lives in Malaysia, uh, that the uh, uh, kitchen gave them an opportunity to whereby they discover themselves, their strength, their weaknesses, their creativity, and their own private sanctuary. And, and I asked them about what is the deal about private sanctuary, and, and interestingly enough, all of them somehow, whenever they need some alone time, <laughs> uh, they're able to retreat back into the kitchen 
uh, either just to piddle around or to bake something special just for themselves and to reflect back on, on their own self of the things that they're encountering. And I thought that was kind of unique because this is something that they all share uh, as, a, as a common uh, personal trait, so to speak, that they, they, they do among themselves. Uh, in the Food for the Soul section, uh, in an instant, uh, their lives change, obviously, certainly not at inception, certainly at birth. Uh, they are now embarking on a personal mission, mastering quickly and efficiently the various roles needed uh, on their lifetime journey as being a, uh, an excellent teacher, coach, and counselor for their loved ones, uh, while they themselves continuously work on their very own personal refinements. Uh, we, on the other hand, during this section uh, under the uh, uh, Food for the Soul, I uh, as we as children, we go through our own different phases too. Somewhere along the line when we reach the age of puberty, about 10, 12 years old or so, plus minus a few years, we found enlightenment. We know it all. <laughs> and our parents don't know anything. And so uh, it's a wonderful walkthrough uh, in life that I, I, that I set up in terms of uh, walking through uh, the times that we spend with our parents during the times of uh, uh, being a young adult to adulthood and and eventually as we uh, pass 30, 35, then we realize that we don't know anything at all. That's when mom uh, eventually becomes our counselor. <laughs> so uh, so I'm we've, sorry? Hit, we've hit three minutes. Oh, okay. I, you know, I, I love what you're saying. I love mm -hmm. uh, the blurb, uh, mm -hmm. but I... Here's what here's what I say. Mm -hmm. I say we should talk to uh, uh, Johnny Tan again, like the next show or the one after that. And if if you can do a tighter blurb in three mm -hmm. minutes, okay, um, where where you're focusing on you know um, uh, who's going to be into this book, uh, uh, and and I love the premise of this book. I mean I you know this is good stuff, but I I need to hear it in a little nutshell. What do you think? Sure. Kelly? Yeah, I would also like to know how you got nine mothers. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, do I have time to explain it to you guys now, or should I just not, call not back? Not now, or? but that's exactly yeah. that's exactly mm -hmm. what the blurb should be. Because then, because if mm -hmm. we're thinking that question in our head, if you nail that in the blurb, mm -hmm. we're going to want your book in a second. Okay. Okay. What do you say, Sally? I, I think so, too. I mean, I need to hear a little bit more about, about the personal end of things. I mean, you kind of covered it, but there mm -hmm. was so much there that I was like, nine moms from Malaysia. My goodness, I want to hear about this. Adopted. Oh, my gosh. I'm just, and the I'm food, ripping. too. Yeah. <laughs> I, want to, I want to hear about the food. I mean, I'm salivating. It's, you know, it's late at night. I need to eat, you know. That's what I, I, want, to, I want to feel that food. I understand that. Well, I mean, I actually, this uh, it ended up to being a wonderful keepsake book that I did include uh, recipes, uh, nine recipes at the end of the book. Exactly. So here's here's my take. Come mm -hmm. on, come on again next week or the week after that, and mm -hmm. we'll remember you. And uh, I think I think you can win this thing, mm -hmm. uh, especially because it's a great book. What do you think, Sally? Oh, indeed. I I think it's a fantastic premise. I applaud you. For, for, for doing this and putting this book together and making a dream come true for yourself, and you're going to make a lot of people happy, a lot of people's stomachs happy too. Well, I'm trying to bring a motherly love to center stage. It's, it's beyond me. As, as I put this thing together, you know, I realize that it's about me, but then it is not about me, and that's why it changes from just a recipe cookbook into something very special. It's about motherly love. Exactly. Oh. Convince us of that in three minutes, and, I, and I'll give it to you. I don't know about Sally, but... <laughs> So we'll talk to you next week or the week after that. That was Johnny Tan from My Mama's Kitchen.
Yes. And uh, let's we got we got to rush another uh, sure. couple guests in here uh, and before the end of the show, and then Sally and I want to chat a little bit. Sure. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show, Johnny. Okay. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. So I think we've got we've got another guy here with the two three nine prefix. Should we try that? Uh, I think I think six two three has been waiting patiently in the number oh. two spot. Let's try that. All right. You click it. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Six two three area code. You are live on the air. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hi, Sally and Dr. Kent. So we've got we 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 have to rush you. So we'll give you your. Hey, that's okay. Word. It's short and it's short and sweet. All right, let's hear it. Okay, the book title is Alzheimer's: A Caretaker's Journal by Marie Faustino, and then my blog is like this. I got a call from the adult daycare and hurried right over. When I arrived, I approached the figure sitting upright in the wheelchair. I asked him who I was, but my father-in-law did not recognize me. When I tried to help him, he became angry and violent. He tried to get out of his wheelchair and away from me. He yelled, no, you are all taking me back to Germany. You are all Nazis. You are all trying to kill me. Dad won the Bronze Star Medal for his service during World War II. It took three of us to get him outside to the car, and Dad shook his fist to me with a growl on his face and threatened to kick me. Then the swearing really began. Brenda A. Avedon from caregiversvoice.com wrote, This is one of those rare family caregiver books that is written in real time. It accomplishes its aim in helping the caregiver know what to, exce what to expect. Richard Simmons wrote, Dear Sweet Marie, you are an angel. I think your book will help lots of people deal with the situation. You keep pushing this book of soul to everyone you meet. If you're a caregiver or plan to be one, do yourself a favor and buy this book. If you're a caregiver or, or if you're a caregiver who could use a helping hand, give this book as a gift. If you're a professional, share copies of this book with your client. You will be warmly touched and heavenly inspired. This book is on Target.com, BarnesandNoble.com, Borders.com, Amazon.com, JamesAROC.com. And of course you can go www.mariefostino, M-A-R-I-E-F-O-S-T-I-N-O.com, and you'll find it. Thank you. And that was a blurb. Man, that was uh, short and sweet and well enunciated. What do you think? That was great. I mean, it first started off like you were just kind of doing a reading, but then I noticed that you stopped the reading and then you started to go into the blurb, so I thought it was a nice combination. Thank you. Yeah, indeed. All right. It was and, fun. And, uh, all right, so let's listen to our last blurb. Thank you, Marie, and we'll, we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, guys. Thanks so much. And our last, uh, our last one is area code two three nine, right? Yeah, let's let's. I, I'm looking for a. Uh, uh, you're live on the air. Uh, to uh, area code two three nine. Who do we have on on with us? Is that Jessica by any chance? Uh oh, I think I heard a click. Oh gosh. Let's <laughs> All right, well, let's let's talk. Let's let's talk, Sally. Uh, we've Wait, we've heard a. There's there's one more. I just want to see. There was somebody waiting to get on the show. Jessica, is that you at two one four? Two one four, you're on the air. Oh, hey Sally, it's me. I was just staying on to listen to everybody oh. else. Oh, it's Johnny okay. Tan. Cool. Yes. So okay. We're searching for someone. I guess you're not there. Do I need to hang up, guys? I mean, does somebody need my line? I'm... Uh, you can go to blogtalkradio.com/blurb and you can listen in there. Okay, that sounds great. Cool. Thanks. Bye bye. So let's let's talk about our blurbs today. We've got we've got Johnny Tan. We had Marie Faustino. We had Cal Ori. Gracie Hill, Virgil Jose, uh, uh, Shirley Hader, and then at, way back at the beginning we had Deborah. 
What, what's your take? Well, you know, the first um, impression that I have, for some reason, I don't know whether it was just because she was first or because she was just so darn polished, but, man, I I have to say that Deborah's out outdid the group today. She just, she was polished, she was passionate, she was well well enunciated, well spoken, and the, the subject matter really, really grabbed me. I, I'm so interested in the topic, and uh, just it, was, it just sounded like there was a lot going on in that book. That well, there is there's one thing too. She called in first, which which shows a little bit of uh, uh, gumption. But you know, I liked all of them for different reasons. You know, it was fascinating to me when you uh, you were so drawn in by Cal Ori's pitch because. Uh, you know, uh, she clearly uh, was able to haunt you in some way. Well, of course, I'm very interested in, in the fact that she's an intuitive, and I, I love the fact that she's a vegetarian, and, of course, I, I know a lot about olive oil. Well, not a lot about olive oil, but just um, few, the few facts that I've uh, picked up along the way of being vegetarian, and I was a raw fooder for, for about six months. So very, very interesting to talk to Cal, and I thought it was hilarious. I never would have picked that up, Cal Ori, Calorie. Yeah, and 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 it's and I I love that um, you know you and I this is our first show I'm having a blast personally I love talking to all these people and I love bouncing stuff off because uh, you know uh, Cal Ori was very right in that you know for me it was a little cold and for you it was totally warm and uh, the two of us are able to uh, have kind of different perspectives on things and I I don't want to reveal on the air who I like necessarily because uh, you know and and obviously. Um, you didn't completely either, and what we'll do is this week when people come check out the site, uh, we'll have a winner uh, posted up there, and, and we hope everybody comes on back and records uh, a blurb or, or, or calls in live and uh, uh, tunes into our show at, at, at Blog Talk Radio uh, slash blurb. I mean, the great thing about this show is that it's going to give some authors, you know, some, some recognition and some, um, you know, just a chance to tell other authors about your book and just to get the word out there because as both of us, are, you know, Kent, Dr. Kent and I are both authors, we know how difficult it is when you're first uh, published and trying to get the word out, and we really want to use this show to help authors gain wider recognition. So this is your chance to really talk about your book and, and push your book and come right on and pat yourself on the back and don't be shy. Absolutely, and and you know both of us, uh, Sally and I, are both authors. Uh, I have a lot of uh, experience dealing with uh, publisher kind of issues. You know, the whole uh, kit and caboodle, and uh, you know the the from self publishing on down to, to getting an agent and this and that. And what was fun today was that we had a ton of people uh, from uh, self published all the way to uh, well published and well reviewed. Absolutely, and that's something else that we can talk about on future shows and and certain you know what. Would be the what would be the right publishing angle for you if you're thinking about writing a book if you've had a book in your heart, you know what would be the best way for you to go about it self-publishing route trying to find an agent you know we we have lots of uh, feelings and ideas about all of those different types of topics so you know if you have any kinds of questions or concerns you can always you know call in or, or email us at uh, blurb radio at gmail dot com and we'll we'll do our best to try to answer and address some of these concerns and questions. So I think I think without sort of further ado, um, I kind of want to uh, introduce Sally again here at the end. Uh, uh, it's been a blast uh, hosting this show with her. We're just starting out together, and 
uh, uh, we're friends, and we really uh, uh, we've done a lot in the industry together. And this is a great thing to come together and do this. Sally is the author of the Daughter-in-Law Rules, uh, which uh, is an Amazon.com bestseller, and she works with authors all the time. And uh, from ground up, uh, really, uh, from those people self-publishing their books, publicizing their books. And uh, Sally is also an amazing musician and uh, has a whole bunch of fun things that you'll find out about down the road uh, on this show later on. And I'd like to uh, plug Dr. Kent here. I call him the young wonder kind. At 29 years old, he is a Ph.D., a fantastic musician in his own right, and owns his own uh, skeleton book company as well as uh, Blooming Twig Books, which is um, a small publishing press, and he is an up-and-coming star in the publishing world. So I'm really proud of him and proud to know him. And, and uh, you know, just anybody that uh, has a book in their heart, you know, go to Kent. He can help you from A to Z. He's, he's got everything that you need. All right. Now, so without further ado, um, we're ending our first show here on Blurb, and uh, we'll listen to a little clip of music uh, as we thank uh, the guests that have been on today. Thank you to my co-host, Sally Shields. I'm Dr. Kent Gustafson. You can check out our website at blurbradio.com, or you can listen live every week on Wednesday at 9 p.m. at, at blogtalkradio.com slash blurb. And, uh, Sally, you want to say thanks to all our guests? Thanks, everybody, for being part of our first show. Wow, we really appreciate you having you on. It was an absolute pleasure. It was our maiden voyage. We had a great time. We were all... we. Kent and I were we were uh, uh, instant messaging each other, going, "This is really fun. This is great. We hope we can continue with with the live format." And we're so excited about next week and hearing more of the author pitches. And uh, you know, it, recommend your friends, send them our way, and uh, have a beautiful week. And we'll see you next week on Blurb. Good night. <laughs>